I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Hey there. You're listening to Muses and Stuff. It's the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. <laughs> and today we have with us the wonderful Jacqueline. Thank you. Welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you for having me, ladies. So our friend Jacqueline here, uh, Jacqueline Boyd, spelt the same way as That's Patty right. Boyd. Yes, very true. And I Jenny do Boyd. also like to be called Jacqueline Dolans, <laughs> yeah. just because I like to pretend Mickey is my husband. Getting right so. into <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so you can call me that too, if you'd like. I'll call you whatever yeah. you want me Mrs. to, baby. Dolans. That's good too. All right. Ms. So, I'm going to give you a little introduction about Mrs. Dolans right here. She's a fellow doll, so I met her at our Miss P's writing group. Did you meet her at a writing group as well, Lynx? I did as well, yeah. yeah. It was our second group. You weren't at the first one. Right. That's right, no. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's a fellow doll. She's the web mistress to Pamela Debar and the president of the ilovemickeydolans.com. And if that doesn't perk your ears... <laughs> I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what will. So yeah, you've got a pretty unique uh, fascination. Yes, so that's a nice <laughs> word to describe it. It's like others would say creepy and terrifying. But no, I think it's potato. <laughs> yeah, 
sweet. I haven't been arrested yet. I haven't been dragged away by security, so that's a good sign. He no. can't be that upset with me. So no, you're. That's good. quite the opposite no, from yeah. what I hear. Absolutely. Oh, really? <laughs> so uh, I've ne- I haven't heard this story before. Okay. But links you have right the story of how I have, yeah. Jacqueline and Mickey Dolans came to be. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, Let's hear it. I guess I was about 12 or 13 and they started showing the monkeys on Much Music. I remember. And I just got obsessed with it. Um, Mickey quickly became my favorite just because he was the funniest and cutest. And I loved his curly hair. Um, And I just thought he was the most talented of them all. So as the early 2000s came in, I started following them around, going to shows. Um, They were still playing. Yeah, they... They tour every five years or so um, together, or two or three of them at a time. Um, And then I started going to see Mickey Dolan's solo shows. Um, And then he was doing a show in Toronto, Pippin. So he was here for about six weeks. Uh. And so that's that's when the groupie in me came out <laughs> I had a friend call me and say oh I heard Mickey Dolan's is staying at One King West nice. um, so I thought oh God boy bless those friends. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. thank you so I showed up there one night um, figuring you know the show would be over and sure enough he was sitting at the bar so I kind of made my way to the other side of the bar and started chatting with the people he was in the play with the musical with um and then I somehow steered the conversation to Mickey Dolan's. And they said, oh, he's in the show. I said, oh, oh, I think I heard that. <laughs> I was like, you know, I just Planet carry Gold. around my Mickey Dolan's autobiography. <laughs> I said, I happen to have it in my purse here. And he said, are you serious? Wow, that's that's a crazy oh, coincidence. I was like, I know, it totally is. So... <laughs> They called him over and they're like, he's really, really nice. He's really sweet. We'll call him over. You can meet him. Uh, So he came over and I was nervous and shaking and he shook my hand. I love that feeling. I love it and I hate it. If anybody has ever met anybody that they really admire or that, you know, you've seen on TV or you think like it can't be possible and then you do. that butterflies. The the butterflies, the legs turning to jelly. (laughs) Yes, he was so cute, heart racing. Um, So he said it was nice to meet me and gave me a hug, signed my book and then I just like floated away into the night um and then from then on I just found any way I guess to go see his shows um I always prefer his solo shows I find it's easier to get to him at his solo shows he's always at the bar after shows um so a good way to get to him is I buy him a drink at the bar so that helped uh win me over to him on a couple times um, and then I've done some work uh, for one of his uh, PR agents, which was a lot of fun. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> I went to Mickey Dolan's website and listed, uh, saw all his representation. So I contacted everybody on his representation and sent them like writing samples and said, I'd love to do any kind of work for your that agency. Is so fantastic. And one of them, only one wrote back and it was this guy in New York. Um, and so I still do work for him now, um, but he's one of Mickey's agents, uh, sort of his East Coast one. So uh, getting to do some work for him, and then I started getting more backstage passes to go see him. 
Um, and then I would say about a year ago, he finally learned my name, and called <laughs> me by name. So that was pretty much... How'd that make your stomach feel? I almost died. <laughs> now, there's a <laughs> perfect example of a girl going after... Yeah. Who and what she wanted, (laughs) you know, and that's it. It's going, it's going after it. Yeah. It's a lot of like right place, right time, the right friend telling you he's staying here and that, but then it's, uh, being smart and it's, um, putting yourself out there. Yeah. I always say this, uh, John Waters has a quote that a no is free. And like, that's how I try to live my life. Like if you see an opportunity, it's worth trying Write everyone. See if someone writes back. Exactly. Because a no is free, but sometimes someone's going to say yes, and that just opens up your world. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you started the website. Yes, that I started, I think, in 2011. Um, The com, um, And then we branched onto Facebook. Uh, I guess uh, most of the activity happens on the Facebook page, but I like to keep the website there. Um, I just found that there wasn't a place for, I mean, there was a lot of monkeys fan sites, but nothing just specifically for Mickey Dolan's and nothing that really focused on his raw sexuality and (laughs) topless photos and just talking about how we all, you know, want to hook up with them, that kind of thing. (laughs) Now, are we talking about raw sexuality 1970s Mickey Dolans? Are we talking... 60s, 70s. I'd say the 80s was not a good time for him. (laughs) 90s weren't so great, but now back up again. He's uh, he's 72 next month, and I would still hit it. (laughs) (laughs) I would. <laughs> I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> I feel the same way about Tom Petty. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, I think I think um, you know my my Tom Petty is your Mickey Dolans. Yeah. Although I don't have a fan site, but if you check out the podcast main picture, I mean, come on, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, would I get Tom Petty to sign my shoulder and tattoo it? Yeah. 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 If if the opportunity's there, you got to take it. (laughs) If the opportunity is there. Actually, I was just uh, put in contact with this um, woman who just moved to Montreal from Australia. Kimmy. Hey, I've always wanted a friend named Kimmy. And uh, apparently she is also one of the biggest Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers fans of all time. So I cannot get... I can't wait to get together with her because I haven't met anybody who feels the same way. I'm, and I, d- I haven't checked Facebook for like a Tom Petty fan, um, yeah. like in that kind of sense. Yeah. But I'm really excited to have her here and really dig into it there because I haven't even mentioned him a whole lot on the podcast, I don't think. And if I have, it's just been kind of briefly. Hopefully yeah. there's a raw sexuality uh, Tom Petty <laughs> Facebook group that you can join. Or create one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. I thought there was definitely a need for it. And people responded very well. And a lot yeah. of girls, like, they come on air and we just, like, have fun talking about him and, like, talking about his nipples. And, like, <laughs> and it's just hilarious. And some people get on and they're very offended by it, of course. And they're like, how dare you degrade him like this? I was like, he loves it. It's a it. celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration. Exactly. Like, what? 72 year old man doesn't want to know that exactly. like 6,000 girls are like ooh 
Ooh, I love you. You're and what so people hot. might not know, you know, maybe they're not too big into the monkeys. Yes. But you were telling us there's like five thousand people in this group. It's yeah. like yeah. there's a big community there of is. Dolan's fans there out really there is. talking yeah. about nibbles. Yeah. And then I find them. <laughs> It is well, well after Our you'll have to nipples. go home. If you Google Mickey Dolan's nipples, I guarantee all the pictures in Google will be from my website because <laughs> I tag them all. Okay. So that's fun. I'm sure that's like specifically looked up on Google quite often. I hope so. I hope so. Well, everybody but... go do it now. Yeah. I, I, I bet they are. Well, that was a problem. I would do it. I'd be like, I want to see pictures of mickey dolan's topless or naked yeah. and I was like there's nothing Why can't here I find a collection of these I, was like, I know there's tons he was naked all the time on the show so surely they're out there so i went out and found them and thank posted god them. for that california lifestyle exactly yeah in the 60s and those little short shorts they wore <laughs> tight oh i'm getting hot under the collar <laughs> sorry sorry mickey dolan's <laughs> uh, so how are the other guys the, do you do you try to give them a little attention, make them feel a little bit? I guess. I guess they have their own. Like- they do. Um, I've always found Peter Torks not the nicest guy in the world to get trying to get close to. Just a little cold. Um, so I've met him a couple times. It either goes really well or he's in a terrible mood. Um, Mike Nesmith, I've only met the once. Uh, he's very nice. I'd say he's probably the biggest monkey now that Davy Jones is gone yeah he sort of has the biggest fan base I think he was my favorite yeah most people the wool hat yeah he's just adorable yeah he really was he still is he's so talented um so he joined them uh they released a new album last year and he came on some tour dates with them that's impressive I didn't know they were still making music they just did yeah I mean the album it was all written one of the songs was written by Noel Gallagher no way yeah Andy Patridge from Ecstasy wrote one of the that's songs that's crazy yeah it's really neat and Guy from I think Death Cab for Cutie wrote one too oh nice yeah, yeah. so it's a that's great a great too. album yeah, yeah it's a very good album I don't know how well it sold or anything but and Mickey's put out quite a few. He's solo. done a bunch of solo albums. Yeah, he does a lot of like Broadway and show tunes, that kind of stuff. He's done some like kid albums. Yeah. There's one called Mickey Dolan's Put You to Sleep, <laughs> and it's meant for children, but you listen to him talking in like a soft <laughs> voice, like this Wonderland for Alice. And it's like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah. Every rock star should <laughs> give us one of those. That sounds yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, album of lullabies. It's very sweet. Great. Well, do we want to get into maybe talking about some of Mickey's ladies? Other than me? Yeah. Other sure. Than yes. Um, because we know that you're the main one. <laughs> Obviously. You know? Obviously. It's like I call Tom Petty my main man. Exactly. I was like, oh, he's my main man. Yeah. My main man. So we know that you're the main woman. But yes. let's talk he about He does some have some those from the past. Women. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say Samantha Just was the main one. That was his first wife. Um she caught him when no one else could. He was a bit of a womanizer. Um, not in like a just disgusting way, just yeah. he liked women. Um, and they met in England when they were overdoing a tour, the monkeys. Uh, he met her at a party for the Beatles. Mm. She was hosting Top of the Pops mm-hmm. at the time, and she was kind of a model at the same time. Um, he fell instantly in love with her. 
um, the first song he ever wrote that was uh, released on a Monkees album. Uh, he wrote it all about her um, and meeting the Beatles, and that's a really sweet song. Actually, I have like some of the lines from it because it is really, really sweet. And links, you've featured Samantha on your vintage groupie vintage website, groupies. right? So yeah. you've seen her before, you know. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. I'm sh- gorgeous. I'm sure you can probably still find photos on the vintage groupie website or on okay. Google. There's plenty. And if anyone looks her up, it's easy to see why Mickey would oh, like yeah. love at first sight. She's just so. How yeah. old were they about when they met? Uh, he would have been about twenty-two. Okay. I like how she was kind of like a host, you know, yeah. a host. Uh, yes. like a so she was a per- which means so she was a personality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a British personality. She was pretty famous over there. Um, I don't think he had any idea who she was when they met. Um, but she was hosting a great party. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles were there. That's and, so fantastic. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, she was part of the that? scene. Yes, definitely. Let's yeah. hear those lyrics. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is the part of it. Um, she's a wonderful lady and she's mine all mine and there doesn't seem a way that she won't come and lose my mind. It's too easy humming songs to a girl in yellow dress. It's been a long time since the party and the room is in a mess. The being known as Wonder Girl is speaking, I believe. It's not easy trying to tell her that I shortly have to leave. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's why she's my favorite of all his after me of course she's my yeah. second favorite <laughs> that's so sweet um i i love having things written about me <laughs> it doesn't i love having things written to me and i have maybe a collection of like 10 letters of a scaffold paper, front yeah. to back small writing um that a musician that i used to date just wrote me letters and put in like songs or lyrics to his songs and wrote his own things to me Aww. and I cherish them. Yeah. And I cherish him. Yeah. I have a he knows who he is. A little tin full of <laughs> past love letters and things like that. Yeah. If if you want to win me over, it's not easy. I mean, it is easy. It is easy if you write me a damn good letter. Yeah. yeah. Or a song about me. Yeah. But oh, something about just the handwritten. Oh yeah. You know, either delivered in person or coming in the mail. I love it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Women will lo- love you for it. For sure. Yeah. Tip to the men out there. <laughs> Hot tip. <laughs> so he lived in LA and she lived in England. Yes, but she pretty much came right over. Um, they got married. They had a daughter um, who turned out to, who also became an actress. Um, what was that movie she was in with Tony Danza? She's all that or something? No, not she's all of that. It was in the eighties. <laughs> anyway, she was really cute in it. Um, and then, of course, in the seventies, um, he joined the Hollywood Vampires. You know them? No. It's like uh, Keith Moon Links was shaking in her head now. Like it oh. was like this gr- Alice Cooper. What? This it was like, like this awesome. like group of. Uh, partiers that hung out in Alice LA. Alice Cooper, Mickey Dolan. They are best friends. No way. And they play tennis together. Oh my God. 
They are very good friends, actually. Yeah, it's weird. Oh my god, just imagining them playing tennis. There's like, pictures of it. I'll have no to send you some sometimes. I just have my hands up in hallelujah pose. And they played with OJ Simpson one time. There's pictures oh. of that. <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. Really weird. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> the vampires. Oh yeah, the Hollywood vampires. So it was basically like a lot of hard, hard partying. Um, a lot of bad heart drugs. Um, and she had the baby at home and he was out partying, having his friends over and he was just cheating on her, that kind of stuff. Um, so she finally left him, took the baby and I guess he took a bit of a downward spiral after that. Um, and then he met the next wife, another British girl. And then he moved over to England to be with her. They had three more daughters He's all ladies? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all women. He's surrounded by women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they split up. I never, it's hard to say what that breakup was caused by. They don't really talk about it. Um, I guess they are friends now. Um, and like then, speaking of, you know, not talking about when the one thing that I'm so interested to talk to somebody else about Tom Petty about is there's so much mystery surrounding his wives, his yes. relationships. Yeah. It only just came out recently that he had more of a drug addiction problem than he wow. ever let on. And he never mentioned it in the running down a dream um, documentary because he didn't want it to be he didn't want it to be a bad influence on people. He didn't Aww. want people to think that um, that it was OK to do that. Because his career was so successful, but I think, and yeah, he really, like, even in his breakup album, you could tell that he was really sad, but you couldn't really figure out what he was saying or what he was trying to say because he was trying to keep it so private, which made the album almost less than what it could have been because when he's at his best is when he's really kind of projecting in this really honest and raw way. Um, But I'm really curious to explore those sides of him of him and i only put it together recently too that he had he had an affair with stevie nicks and by affair by affair i don't mean like he was stepping out and cheating at by affair i mean he had a a love affair he had and he was like stevie was just always showing up and and how can you not and really and then you see that video um the couple of videos that they made together when they were recording Stop yeah. Dragging My Heart Around and Insider and you're like, yeah, you, you can, can see it. it. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't I know guess, that. Yeah, people with Mickey might not know that side of him. Yeah. I guess a lot of people, because of the lighthearted fun that the monkeys were, yeah. people tend to not really dive deeper into their personal exactly and... yeah i did also watch the monkeys when they were on much music like they were so show. Much fun. i totally <laughs> forgot show. about it until you just yeah. You'll mentioned have to watch it. it again how many seasons how long did it there run only for two seasons okay um and then they did two movies after and jack nicholson had a, a yes he like wrote writing? and part directed head yeah, that's crazy yeah i like though that you know People sort of make fun of the monkeys. They were put together. They're not a real band and all yeah. that. But there are people in the scene who certainly did respect them as musicians. Ooh, yeah. And they they all did, like, play their own instruments and stuff. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, it was, like, studio musicians for the first couple albums. Um, but then for their album Headquarters, they just took complete charge of it. They wrote every song, played every note. Um, and Mickey always says, too, um, there's a scene... 
uh, at the end of one of the monkeys episodes that they asked them, everybody says you don't play your own instruments. And no, it was Mike Nesmith who said, I'm just about to walk up on stage in front of like a hundred thousand people. If I can't play my own instrument, I'm in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So they all had to learn, like Mickey had to learn how to play the drums mm-hmm. so that they could go on tour. Yeah. So he did. Um, Davy D- Jones didn't really learn anything, I guess, except like I was gonna the say tambourine, <laughs> the maracas. For for Mickey, it it was music first and acting second. Acting, he was first an actor. Like he was a child actor. He was in a show called Circus Boy. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Um, and then he tried to sort of get into music. He was in a band called Mickey and the One Nighters. Um, and his joke is always because that's how long we lasted. <laughs> um, and then the monkey tried out for the monkeys, um, but they tried out for it as a show, mm-hmm. but they did have to make sure they could sing. Um, yeah. And then when it came to picking instruments, I guess they were just like, okay, Mickey, you're the drummer. He's like, all right, fine. It was like fate. It was. Like yeah. Decades later. And he's still... a great drummer too. Like he still gets up and drums on stage, which is awesome. It ignited a passion. Okay. So I have a question. Speaking of much music boy bands uh, shows, do you remember the show Together? Oh my God. <gasps> Hell yes, I oh. do. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. We're going to hang together, oh. you and me forever. <laughs> oh no God, one's yeah. going to something together. Club seven. I loved yeah. S Club 7, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. S Club. And they were all so manufactured, right? Oh, yes. But yeah. I really liked what I liked about Together was they were a total spoof on yeah, it was the like boy a band. Thing. Show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hardest part of breaking up. Is getting I, back your stuff. Yeah, I don't remember it remember that well. <laughs> you remember the lyrics. That's impressive. And didn't they all have like that spiky, like yeah. greased up hair? Mm. Yeah, like, Chris oh. Farley's brother yeah. was That's right. That's so right. like yeah. shy guy. Yes. There was the like the bad boy. That was funny. Yeah. See, I guess every generation has those. Yep. Put cool. together. The monkeys were the first to do yeah. it, though, I would say. Absolutely. They, sort of... they paved the way yeah. for the shows that we grew up with, for sure. Yeah. The mm. cheesy shows. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad like we were lucky enough to live in a time where they were still playing the reruns of that. I don't think exactly. they air anymore. I think they do in the States, in the States? Um, on some channels, but I don't believe up here anywhere. And I don't think it's on Netflix either. No, it's not. Every once in a while, I miss the monkeys yeah you know head will be on tv or something and i'll get into that yeah. and be like damn i wish i could rewatch these but such a good show yeah. it's a lot of fun they are on dvd god bless you much music <laughs> yeah. i guess you were good for something <laughs> back when they actually played like oh, yeah music mostly and then a little bit of shows i haven't watched much music in years and years or oh, when south park's on i guess yeah. I watch it sometimes one of the last times that I was like watching or talking about much music, I was having a conversation with my cousin Elizabeth and she was like, so it was 3 p.m. and I don't know if she was at work and they had a TV and they turned it on, but it was like right around the time that like kids get home from school and she turned on much music and it was the video with Iggy Azalea and Jennifer Lopez and it's like the one where they're just rubbing their booties on each other nice. and it's like just the song like Big Booty. <laughs> About having like a big booty and then they just rub it on each other. Wow. That's brilliant. Up and down and <laughs> just bending over and and uh, she was just like, "Wow, this is this wow. is this is it." Although I'm sure we had our provocative videos for us in the times too, and 
Yeah. I think it sort of started with like the the teen like Britney Spears type of yeah. thing. Yeah, and there was like TLC and Salt and Peppa before but that. But they were like they were a little older. Like I remember like Brandy and Monica. They were like the teenage girls. Yes. And if you watch their videos from the nineties, they're wearing like parkas and yeah. like literal parkas <laughs> in their videos. Yeah, it wasn't about skin. Sex. It was Britney then. It, it's yeah, about it. it was. Yeah. It's interesting how like that shifted at that time. I had, yeah, I remember having, like, a sexual awakening moment during Quit Playing Games with My Heart (laughs) and Nick Carter, like, the rain is just falling on him. And I remember being at my grandmother's house at the time and my younger, like, my, not my younger, but my cousins that were around my age at the same time were around me and I just went, oh, 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 okay, so I have a crush on him, but don't tell anybody. And then my cousin immediately went and told somebody and I was like, he's <laughs> so while you're having your sexual awakening with Nick Carter, Jacqueline is having hers with the shirtless Mickey, Mickey Dolans. Yeah. And we know that Roxana had hers with um Axel Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh Pamela DeBar had hers with Elvis and um Lynx. It was it was like a collection, I guess. For my generation, it would be Silverchair. I was mentioning oh, that Daniel to you before, John. I think. Yeah, Who, Daniel what, Johns. So we need I need to look up a picture. He has Speaking of like sexy videos, there it's not really sexy. It's kind of gross, but there's this video where they're like, <laughs> it's called it's it was sexy freak. to you, yeah, gross, and else. like they turn up the heat, so they're like sweating and they're all like wet and sweaty, and like the the idea of that is gross, but like at the time I was like, yeah, Ooh, what's happening? You know? mm. Yeah, did he marry Natalie and Bruglia? He did. Okay, he yes. did. Nice music trivia. That's there. awesome. Yeah, I yeah. loved her too. And now he's, like, sort of falling in Justin Timberlake's footsteps. He's doing, like, dance falsetto. Yeah, I feel like I haven't heard from him yeah, in they're a not, long time. Silverchair doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. He's doing some weird... Huh. Um, I'm not sure. It's He still looks really good. He's sexy as hell. Good. I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> he is cute. He's Australian, too, he isn't is. he? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what did Samantha do? Um, she had the baby... Yes, Amy. Was she still modeling or being um, like a presenter? Or? Not really. She was sort of Mickey's wife no. once they got married. Um, she would just sort of get caught up in the monkeys thing. Um, of course, the fans hated her at first, um, as they always do with the wives. Yeah. Um, like I seem to remember Mike Nesmith didn't tell for a long time that he was even married um just like just, john lennon yeah yeah exactly i'm pretty sure patty boyd got death threats yeah and she oh, said yeah. it was from american girls yeah that doesn't surprise me yeah. and same with cynthia lennon like when people found out that she was with john it was like a big it's, to do yeah, yeah well look at what weird. people did to yoko too yeah. i like yoko i always felt bad for mm-hmm. her and that's interesting because we were talking about um your experiences with being a mickey groupie yeah. and how you're not a wife no not officially no, in my at, head, at the but... moment <laughs> at the moment um <laughs> and you're not having an affair right oh yeah this is like this is one of the hugest reasons why Jacqueline is so interesting oh, yeah yes. I mean there's so there's so many oh. things that are so fascinating and interesting about you you're mm-hmm. so smart you're so beautiful but also you, you for us, I think, 
gave us an aha moment. Uh Like we had an epiphany moment with you in regards to deconstructing and constructing groupiedom. Yes. So there are people out there who believe the term groupie is solely represents like a sexual. Yeah. Sex, sex, sex. And what we've been trying to do here is explain like there's so many different levels to it. And this is a huge one. This is probably like the most common one. Yeah. There are people everywhere who have a love for a certain band, a certain musician, a certain whatever, and they might not know them personally even. Yeah. And even with you, you're this type of groupie, but you've also experienced um, like the stigma behind the term, even though it's not yeah, sexual. just assumptions. Yeah. Just a lot of assumptions. A lot of people think um, that I'm just trying to sleep with Mickey or that we have slept together. Um, just even like getting backstage at his shows mm-hmm. uh, that automatically makes people... Like sex is the end goal. Yeah, but it's not. It's no. I really just want to like hang out with him and like watch what he does and yeah. watch him eat chicken wings after the show <laughs> and like talk just about out, like whatever he talks about. Yeah. yeah. Be a friend. Exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting that we got here and I'm happy that we did because today what came into the library was the big, the the groupie book. Yeah. The Baron Baron Woman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just this beautiful hardcover huge book of groupies that I don't even like I don't even know all of them. And it's a lot of the pictures that were taken for the 1969 Rolling Stone magazine that was just about the groupies. And I took, and before you guys came over and I showed you the book, and we didn't even have time to really get into it. It would have been too much to fill our brains with yeah. like before this episode, but I took one picture because there was one page that popped out to me and it says, like if you can see that, you know how like they, they have the page of writing, but then they have the big quote in the middle. There are no tawdry scenes for her. If she is backstage, it is because she happens to be a guest. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting how there are people who truly believe groupie equals sex. And then there are people who know better, but still, like, there's this jealousy. Yeah. Instead of, like, a camaraderie. There are. I mean, we certainly have that. Yes. If, like, one but of us gets rare, back, it's yeah. like, yes, like, that's fantastic. Yeah. But in every or, scene, there's, like, a, Yeah, a, a I'm negative. finally because... But if you guys were two, like, hardcore Mickey Dolan's fans mm-hmm. who'd never met him, never been to a show, and here I am sitting here talking about all my experiences with it, some girls would get insanely jealous yeah. of that. Like, I think why it's not natural me? to be jealous, me? but yeah. to, like... To take it out in a negative way on that person yeah. who happens to be like lucky, it's an yeah. interesting thing, and it's unfortunate that it happens. Yeah, but I think that we can—we've all been there. When like even myself, I have—I think it was maybe last year where I was really evaluating some negative character traits that either I had assumed or I've really like in in the past that have hurt me or hurt relationships or hurt people and I thought about times where I was jealous and um 
now if I ever feel a feeling of jealousy, which now because it's been a conscious effort and work to not have this feeling, um, it's thinking like, okay, well, what does this person have that I don't? And then how can I achieve this goal or how for myself or what is it about this person what is it like what essence do they have that I would like to embody so instead of like turning against them or wanting to be them or wanting to be angry at them what they have instead trying to turn that into a positive already being like good for them they've worked hard yeah they put themselves out there they put themselves out there now if I want something similar then it's my turn to sort of step up and it's like you and then that's just that like well you just can't have things handed to you all the time yeah you get great luck and but like we were saying positivity attracts positivity and negativity attracts negativity so it's true and even if your sole goal was to sleep with someone and and that's okay too exactly yeah and that's your decision or another person's decision you don't if you don't agree with that, you don't have to do that in your life. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to judge because that's a goal for someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, like talking with like, like he travels now around with the same band. Mm-hmm. So I've become friendly with them too. And that's actually how I also get, cause they bring me in and, yeah. and they always say it like, you know, we like, we travel to all these places. So in each city that we go to or each area, we have our, we, think of our friends mm-hmm. so you know when we come to Toronto we get to see our Toronto friends like Jacqueline and my friend Tyrone that kind of thing um and that's important to them that almost means more to them than you know the girls coming drunk after the show like throwing themselves all over which happens to Mickey all the time and he literally just like takes their arm off and he says don't touch me please don't touch me oh. it's great <laughs> wow it's great. and you know i've been the drunk girl yeah <laughs> yes oh yeah oh yeah yeah okay. oh, i've done that yeah. and i've been in your position where i've looked at the drunk girl yeah and i'm uh, like now more in that because i don't need alcohol is courage and a lot of times that's what happens with the little dollies is that they really want to meet somebody and if they're going to work up the courage then they need to knock back a few but then by that time they're just you know so i've been definitely in both positions and i'm now more on the side of you know you keep it together you acknowledge that you're (laughs) as much as you can even though your legs are jelly we've all been on both sides yeah yeah, and you just try and just use that confidence and just admit, like, I am a fan or, yeah. you know, and then, and they're, and that's true. Sometimes relationships like this, they build years, it's, it's years to form because it's built on trust and that's friendship the and then yes. it turns into family. So if, even if, I mean, I've gone into shows, I've gone into nights where I've seen a picture of a band and I've go I've gone I want to have him tonight and it's happened yeah. and it's turned out great or it's happened and I've never seen them again or uh, it's happened or sorry it's not happened where I've been like I'm gonna sleep with him tonight and it didn't happen but three years later he's my best friend yeah, yeah something else yeah. happens exactly yeah, yeah. Huh. and this should be hopefully people open people's eyes that like we've been saying, the word groupie isn't about one thing. It's just, it covers so much ground. And to not make assumptions about the term in relation to a woman, don't think you know what her story is yet Mm -hmm. until she tells it to you. Yeah. 
And before we were recording, we were talking about, again, this like deconstruction of the decades, the 60s groupies, the 70s, 80s, 90s. And then because we, I don't even know if we figured out a name for the 2000s, like the 2000, 2010, because I know for me, I'm definitely the like 2009, now going into 2017, 18 to 20, probably. Um, There was like a lost period and they were all there so it was still happening and the women were here but it was almost like we became silenced in a way yeah there were message boards and there were there were girls if you actively sought it you could find it yeah that's it but it wasn't like the 60s where rolling stone is reporting on them and they're in documentaries and and it's not like what we're doing now like we're in face like in in faces and we're in ears and we're saying hey this is happening you know this phenomenon is still happening and it's fun and it's kooky and it brings liveliness to shows and it brings you know family and friends together and girl power and and friendship and absolutely and everyone who's listening is a groupie for something exactly we all are yeah you know what it is yeah all it means is like the love yeah that deep deep love for something yeah and in this case like a musician exactly and it doesn't even have to be about music you can be passionate about any actors even yeah Yeah. authors that kind of thing fandom is a huge thing online right now and Mm -hmm. that's a form of Groupy dumb. Yeah, oh, for sure. Speaking of, you know, like bringing the G word back into everybody's mouths and a celebration. So Miss P is really... is really still at the forefront of this uh, revolution. And so we mentioned that you were her webmistress. Yes, she can calls you, me her webmistress. Isn't you, that the greatest name It's ever? the greatest name ever. It's even on my LinkedIn profile, I think, as a webmistress. Yeah. Yeah, can you talk about um, that a little so bit? So that, she just like randomly asked on her Facebook page a few years ago uh, for somebody to take over doing her website. Um, so I knew how to use WordPress. So I sent her my stuff. Uh, she called when she called me on the phone, I was like (laughs) screaming in my head, so excited, but tried to play it cool. She was so sweet. Um, and I guess the problem was like, they just couldn't find anybody. They wanted somebody in LA, but, uh, she found me. So I started just updating the website. So anytime she's doing workshops, um, traveling and doing work shop tours um her rock tours that's the other big thing she does and i'm dying to see one day me too this summer it's happening if i'm gonna see laurel canyon it's it has to be with her her. i saw her house last summer because we were in california so we went to see her and i saw her house and i was just like from the photos it looks like magical it's magical and now she's selling it she sold it actually but whatever she does it'll be amazing the next home yeah just such like a unique distinct taste like it's just insane there's something to look at everywhere every inch her memorabilia must be unbelievable yeah it's gorgeous in her backyard she does these big backyard concerts Mm -hmm. out there all the time so she has quite the life it's too bad we don't live there Mm. i know know. well we'll go and we'll visit and We'll be there. That would be fun, like a Toronto Dolls to LA. Yeah, we can meet the LA Dolls. I really want to connect with um, the LA Dolls. I yes. Want to, I want to connect with the London Dolls. Yeah. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. like, there's a... Text, New York. There's New York. New York. They've got a big one. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Just started England. Just new, yeah. Is there one in Portland or something Yep, like Portland. Yeah. She goes to Portland, Austin. She does a lot... Um, 
Fairmount, Indiana, because uh, that's like the James Dean. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so she goes there every year, and they do like a big James Dean event. Um, she won the dance contest there this that's year. So it's really sweet. cute. Yeah. See, Pam was a groupie for actors as well. Yes. True that. Yes. Oh, but I mean, I was too, because when I was, you know, sweating over uh, the Backstreet Boys, I remember one time (laughs) I was in my room and I had my TV and my VCR and like my dad set it all up for me and the Backstreet Boys were performing and then my parents came in my room and I was like, why am I why am I becoming sweaty to my parents and they were like my dad was like (laughs) my dad looked at my mom he's like well that's how I used to get when I started when when I went on the first few dates with your mom because I was putting (laughs) I was putting like Kleenex like under my eye I love that your parents witnessed your first hormonal awakening. Oh god, I just remembered that. So Um, funny. So (laughs) yeah, and uh, imagine how heartbroken your parents must have been. Like, oh god, it's starting. Starting it here it comes. I I can remember, and but I can like kind of remember the look that they gave each other, and I get it now when they were giving each other. But they just thought it was funny. Like they thought it was cute. But not only was it Nick Carter, but then it was Leonardo DiCaprio and Devin Sawa. You know, now and then. Oh, Uh, Casper. Like I I definitely had a look that I was into. Too. Oh yeah. That's so yeah, there was the actors were 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 there too. Yeah. But any kind of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just great to appreciate and acknowledge talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I remember like okay, so I was definitely 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 into Nick Carter, but then I was like what what would it be like if I started thinking about AJ? Oh. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh what what would it be like if I like? I remember when the Moffitt's album, the the, <laughs> the not the early stuff, <laughs> okay. but like when they got hot and they yeah. released like I Bang Bang. I don't Boom. remember that. I remember the early years. Oh my god, we'll watch the video for Bang oh, Bang boy. Boom after <laughs> and. <laughs> I would think about just like they oh. were they were just on rotation for me oh, and I gosh. was like well why would I just choose one you know yeah I'm like gonna... when you can in your mind There's... think about five that's true exactly. actually me and my best friend we used to keep a journal we would write we would both write in it and on the, in the back of the journal we had um like two columns and one column was all the guys that I had a crush on and then the other was hers so that like we wouldn't get angry with each other like he was mine and this guy was hers ours is that too yeah like we all get (laughs) divide them choose which backstreet boys you like and you stick with it (laughs) no crossover so you can't like nick yeah Mm, it's true i was kevin i loved kevin i was never a backstreet boy no no no, that's or any a, boy band. I, that's like the age I yeah. got into the Stones and yeah. the Beatles and all that. Zeppelin. Yeah. So no one had a problem with my list. Yeah. They were like, you keep <laughs> these old guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't until, um, yeah, it wasn't until like later high school for me and then like early university that it really started to get into like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now it really like it really makes me think of what an active imagination I had. Yes. Um, when I was, you know, 10... Preteen girls. 10, 11 years old. Preteen. 
It's yeah. such an important time for like shaping. Oh, for sure. What you like, who you are. Yeah. It's and, a fun. But we're all here today. Yeah. We made you it. Know, we survived. Whatever boy <laughs> band or not of choice, yeah. we are all in the same room um, talking on the same podcast. Yeah. <laughs> About awesome. our love. Yes. For each other, for musicians, for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that uh, we want to add before we say where we can find Jacqueline online? Just want to thank Jacqueline. For oh, being this was here. fun. This was wonderful. I was very nervous, but this was a lot of fun. So, yeah, thank you for having me. It is, yeah. You gotta come back. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Talk Get about Mickey, Mickey again. Yeah, that would be nice. Right, and then, yeah, and make sure that we get more dolls together, come back for another writing workshop, anything like that, that we can just be together and... Yeah. That's it. So, uh, can you just repeat your website? Uh, It's just www.ilovemickeydolins.com. On Facebook, uh, the page is just I Love Mickey Dolans. All the nipples you could ever want. (laughs) If you need Mickey Dolans nipples in your life, then I'm here (laughs) to help. And who doesn't? That's the question. I could go for some Mickey Dolans nipples tonight. Exactly. Exactly. We've got a few. We've got a few pictures to check out. A couple music videos to watch, and a couple nipples to check out. To check out. Okay, and you can find uh, Lynx and I on Facebook at Musics, M- Musics and Stuff, Muses and Stuff podcast, and on Instagram by the same name. And then our little website blog, um, www.musesandstuff.ptbopodcasters.ca. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you, and let's make season two even more memorable together.